0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Plus Four podcast exploring the big wide world of Hickory Golf. I'm your host, Rob Berman. Episodes of this podcast reflect the personalities, the passion, and the pursuit of the game as it was played in the pre-1935 era across the world. Please subscribe and hit the like button to help us build our network of golfing fans coordinated in the United States through the Society of Hickory Golfers, and visit us online at plus4.org. This is Rob Berman speaking to you from the Holiday Inn Express at the Glasgow International Airport. We are just winding up our three-week adventure in Scotland and this episode will highlight the second week of our trip, uh, mainly in the Highlands of Scotland. The second week of our three-week Scottish excursion was centered mainly in the Highlands, following a week on the Ayrshire Coast in the Mull of Kintyre. Being here for three weeks in October proved to be tricky, mainly as the weather is less predictable and the winds this time of year are pretty fierce. This week was really about the bookends. Two days prior to the start of the 2022 World Hickory Open and two days after. And while the three day event at Royal Dornick, Nairn and Castle Stewart had its high points for reasons I'll explain later, the bookends really were the features of this interstitial week. We started the week on Sunday at Brora, a course that will be known to many and that features livestock on the grounds 24-7, mainly sheep, sometimes cows, and small electric fences that keep the greens and the animals separated as well as their byproducts. Conditions were better up north than on the western edge of the country. And in general, it is wetter in and around Glasgow than it is surely in the east, near Fife and East Lothian, but also slightly drier in the highlands as well. Brora is really magical. It's rugged yet elegant. The holes weave in and out of the dunes and lynx land in a way that feels natural and uncomplicated. From the modest clubhouse and restaurant, it's just beautiful to behold. It struck me as the kind of place I would love to go to work on my own creativity and shot making skills. Frankly, the greens were great and the test was ample. I'd put it in the mid-range of the challenges we saw on our trip, as mentioned, we had a lot of wind, which was the main defense on this day. Instead of playing in the team competition at the World Hickory Open, our merry band of hickory golfers elected to visit Golsby on Monday, a course launched in 1889, and a decision that I will never regret. We had the entire course to ourselves in every kind of weather, but my takeaway is that Goalsby was in some of the best playing condition of any of the courses we saw, period. They take. Great care of this track, and while nearly all of it is Lynx land, oddly, at the far turn, 8-13, through is gorgeous pine-laden parkland. Such an unexpected change of pace mid-round. Truly, parts of Goldsby look to me like Monterey, and other parts look like a dream layout with tall, golden, dormant fescue offsetting the lush, verdant fairways and greens. Something I've learned about myself on this trip is how much I love the broad and open vistas on certain courses. Places where you can see six or seven or more holes. That you get what you see right in front of you look really suits my eye. Three of the tracks this week hit that high note for me. Golspie was the first, no two holes were alike. The meat of the sandwich for the week was the World Hickory Open. In a nutshell, the camaraderie with the international players was everything one would hope for. Great people, great playing, great support of one another. With 120 contestants, the organizers segmented us into thirds, so one got into a rotation and stayed in that group of 40 every day. We had a large number of players from the U.S., Sweden, and Switzerland in our pod. Everyone commented on how few Swedes carried or played any woods at all, and frankly, how powerful most of them were with hitting their driving irons. The three courses were not close together, which is a demerit, but in hindsight, this demerit really pales in comparison with the many others that The Who racked up. Bear in mind that most of us waited since 2020 for this event. The charge to run the tournament was handed over to a so-called golf travel expert. But what became too evident is that this individual really had no significant skill in running a complex event. Communications were poor, period. And the final award ceremony was as ungraceful and humiliating as one can be imagined. To jump to the punchline, one of our own Northwest Hickory player members, Sue Tracy, took 22 fewer strokes over the three days than the next closest female player. 22 strokes gross. And they tried to claim that she was the net champion in her division and they publicly praised a German player who wasn't even remotely close to winning her division as the women's champion. It was a complete fiasco, and as I mentioned on Instagram, the true measure of a man is how one receives criticism. Suffice it to say that the Who has miles to go to get better. Forgetting the fact that I had to ask them for four months to be invoiced for my registration, they openly talked about making mistakes at every public forum during the event, which perhaps should have been an indication that they were clearly out of their league. The tea gifts were scarcely more than free trial size fare of cakes and whiskey. This was really not befitting an international tournament in which most players traveled from far and wide to participate. It felt very ungenerous and as though the priorities were not on those who paid to support the event itself. My sentiments were shared by many. Conditions were tough at the event. High winds, long rounds and intermittent rain made it fairly hard. We played Dornick on day one, which was a treat, it being the best of the three days in terms of weather. Dornick is well-known and fun to play. Somehow though, perhaps because I generally knew what the course had in store, it was a less powerful impact on me by comparison to other courses which were entirely new to me. It was an hour's drive each way from the base hotel, and there were no communal efforts for the players post-round. We had Nairn on day two. Nairn, like Golspie is massively impressive to me the staff was grateful to see us the course was wildly entertaining and challenging and most of the holes are memorable in their uniqueness from one to the next Nairn has a comfortable clubhouse and a popular and well-planned archive room the main subject of today's podcast the only negative was that the course actually put out a member twosome behind our 10 tea times of international tournament players and that twosome had the gall to literally play through the entire tournament pairings, all the way to the 18th green. This to me was the ultimate insult to us as players and perhaps indicates how the who is regarded locally. I really don't know. Any number of us could have and should have insisted that these two entitled members not play through, but it would have surely caused a scene and reflected badly on the whole affair. To be clear, I leave my three week golfing trip with Nairn in my top five experiences. The course is just too good in the facilities as well. The final day of the Who was at Castle Stewart, a modern course with few, if any, redeeming features for hickory golf other than the views. It felt like a resort course to me. The green complexes, in some cases, were massively artificial. It was in impeccable condition and could be a fun golf course, but it didn't really belong in the World Hickory Open in my opinion. I was in the first group out and played in four hours and two minutes. There was a 50-minute gap between groups two and three, and the other foursomes played in just under six hours. It was very windy that day, and that surely added to the delays. Just getting back to the bookend concept, once the Who was done, we moved on to Cruden Bay, which like Goldspey and Nairn, tempts you with long range views of the course from nearly every hole and huge sweeping dunes that set off routing and design features in a dramatic and alluring manner. I think Cruden Bay has it all. The course was designed by old Tom Morris and opened in 1899. They have a huge display of their golfing history in a separate facility just off the of first tee. Cruden Bay gets the highest marks of any of the places we saw for celebrating their legacy and those who shaped it. And like Nairn, it has a terrific practice facility and a welcoming and grateful staff. Cruden Bay got us back in small measure to the type of early adventure sport in golf that we found near Glasgow. It has huge variances in elevation, titillating blind shots and hazards, sweeping views of the water and neighboring fishing villages, and an unbelievable back corner, holes nine through 16, which feel like another world. You are so far removed from the clubhouse here that we almost couldn't believe that we were on the same course. It's a very rigorous walk, but pays dividends in originality and sheer drama. I placed Cruden Bay second to Prestwick on my favorites list. It is really extremely special. I left our group on the next morning to head to East Lothian with a friend. I had to pass on Cullen that day, which I regretted, but I traded that for an opportunity to play the Renaissance Club with some of Europe's top Hickory tournament organizers, as well as North Berwick the next day. Both courses were impeccable and made a strong impression on me. My next trip will focus heavily on East Lothian and the embarrassment of riches that await golfers who live or travel there. North Berwick, the city, is incredibly charming and comfortable we had great caddies at both courses and were welcomed as members for the day at both clubs. Stretches of barrack feel like Pebble Beach with impressive homes just off the fairways. And the Renaissance Club, site of this year's past Scottish Open, has done a great job emulating the virtues of historic links in their vicinity. Conditions were stellar at this private club and it proved to be a perfectly fine course for Hickory play. The entirety of this trip has been about gaining context for the history of golf, the evolution of golf courses, and to better appreciate how the sport is inextricably tied to the identity of some of Scotland's favorite towns and cities. Before we get into our final week in St. Andrews and surrounding villas, we want to highlight Nairn and the work they've done to amass one of the most ambitious public archives of their history. The newly appointed archivist, Mr. Hugh Sutherland, in fact, caddied all three days at the Who and very kindly sat down with me and his charge at the Who, Mr. John Henry Williams, for an introduction to their archive room. The following is my discussion with these two fine gentlemen. Thank you again for listening. Without further ado, I present to you Hugh Sutherland and John Henry Williams. Mr. Sutherland, thank you so much for having us here in this very special room. Would you tell us who you are and what you do here?
1: No problem, Robert. Uh, I'm Hugh Sutherland. I'm recently appointed the new archivist at Nairn Golf Club. The room we're in just now is a small storage room, which was above the pro shop. Fifteen years ago, we decided to collate what archives and artefacts we had, and we were surprised at, at some of the elements that we found. Over the years, we've now... Expanded it into small areas, including archive clubs, um, trophies, um, mementos, books. We've got a huge collection of books, uh, but also all-minuted booking books of um, the club records. And um, we think we're
0: doing quite a good job. Excellent. And um, how long have you been a member here?
1: I've been a member 15 years. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, not an original nearney near, as they call them, but once I've moved here permanently the the golf club has become part of my life, yeah um, and there's nowhere else I want to spend my spare time uh, and since taking on the archive position, I'm here every other day and i'm I'm learning something new every day. My knowledge of of golfing weapons is something I'm learning mm-hmm. from our good friend John Henry here as I learned more today. Than I have for a while, but we have a good collection, a lot by our, created by our professionals over the years, um, from Dalgliesh to McEwen to MacIntosh, and we have got a good selection. Some are still stocked out in the Bothy mm-hmm. on the course, which is our halfway house. Beautiful. Um, yeah, we are now redeveloping that um, to be be of use for our visitors. Uh, on the ninth green,
0: and uh, which McEwen was here? It was Peter McEwen. Oh, ah. yeah. And John Henry, could you
2: introduce yourself? Sure, uh, John Henry Williams. What I do is restoration of hickory shafted golf clubs, and one of the clubs I found was a Peter McEwen wood that had a B on the sole plate. The sole plate was actually shaped in the, in the letter B, um, and it had Naren golf club on it. So I thought it would be very cool to bring it back and hmm. bring it home. So it was my pleasure to do that. And
0: how do, and how do you and Hugh know one
2: another? Hugh was introduced to me uh, through Alistair McIntosh. Uh, we met behind the R&A in St. Andrews in 2018 when I was over here playing and had gone home and found a couple of clubs from there and told him I was going to bring them back here and would like to donate them and 2021, but of course, because of COVID, we couldn't do that, and in the process was introduced to Hugh, and unbeknownst to me, I asked Alistair if he could find me a caddy for the three days of the of the Who, and he, Hugh has been my caddy, which hmm. from tea to green, I think he's probably smiling, but once you get on the green, he's just closing his eyes and turning around, <laughs> so
0: <laughs> it's been great fun. And Hugh, uh, <coughs> uh, what... What year does this course date to?
1: The course dates to eighteen eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, there was golf played before that. Uh, the records uh, are not very firm. So, but how long before that? But uh, our printed copies relate to the first minute mm-hmm. ever, and mm-hmm. it's it's a fabulous reading. Um, and I've been bound ever since. But eighteen eighty seven, it was a Robert Finlay. Who became a Lord Chancellor and a Viscount in, in days of thereafter, uh, that started the the main connection with Nairn, and um, we have moved on through various uh, land and gentry. I must admit, we've mm-hmm. got, we've had presidents who have come from all shapes and form of society, including um, William Whitelaw, who Lord Whitelaw, who was number two to Margaret Thatcher mm. uh, back in the eighties. Uh, he was captain and president here and became captain of the RNA. Um, so we've got an interesting, we've, we've had six near members who have captained the RNA over wow. the years. One of our other art, of, we have a big American connection, there's no doubt about that, through through the Yates family from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And also there is a Ben Hogan connection. And Back and through in the hallway there, there's a Ben Hogan putter, which he used in the Ryder Cup. Uh, and. <laughs> Thrashed one of our assistant professionals, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Adams. And he remembered Jimmy and donated his butter from that day to Jimmy. Mm. And it found its way back here eventually mm-hmm. via Frank Rennie of Presswick. And it's probably one of our now uh, valuable assets that not even I am allowed to touch. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Does Naren have any sister
1: clubs around the world? Around the world, yeah. We have a big connection. Uh, with Marion how oh, you do yes uh, and also um more locally is down in Gullen mm-hmm. yeah more than more than more often rather than Muirfield, but Gullen and ourselves have a huge uh <clears throat> over in the states there's St Andrews Club in New York mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, and also um Atlanta Athletic Club uh-huh. uh,
0: yeah and have you talked to um, John Capers at Maryland? I strangely
1: have made contact with John. Yeah, uh, We are due to go out to Marion in 24. Yeah, good. Um, so having not been able to go to co- via COVID. So yeah, interesting character. Uh, yes. There's I've, no doubting. I've yeah.
0: seen their archive and I grew up very near Marion. Yep. So I know that area. No, we're looking forward to that trip. I That's nice. You. So you began this pretty special collection 15 years ago. Yep. What was the motivation for that? Was it a single member?
1: No, there was three captains that uh, pre-past captains that really got stuck into with mm-hmm. it and I think the club couldn't believe what they actually created. Yeah. Uh,
0: so what we see before us here which is extensive was not necessarily in storage. You had to go out and ask and yeah. find pieces all over this region. Yeah.
1: Once once it was known what we were trying to create it was unbelievable the donations that came forward yeah uh we've now got a storeroom down at the pro shop which is stacked we yeah. can we, we we are at the stage of thinking whether we should be expanding it further yes but at the same stage we're trying to keep a bigger near connection as possible yeah. we could easily supply 60 photos of or pictures of sure. St. andrews or you know sure but we're trying to keep a near connection as much as possible and it's amazing how far that that goes yeah uh you know from our designers from Simpson um Morris mm-hmm. braid was twice involved in the club Ben Sears extended it when we got extra land braid again weren't we we're we are <clears throat> not a part of the braid society because he didn't lay out the original course mm-hmm. but um we're we're delighted
0: what we'll come up with uh, and how is this room used in general Yeah this room is open to all
1: members at any time mm-hmm. um yeah and we, we do tours now for visiting groups, um, the, whether it's myself or whether it's a pro shop that organize it. But yeah, anybody's welcome to come through here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is available on a daily basis. Bottle of whiskey, bottle of brandy, sitting available to anybody that wants it. Okay, we, we make it welcome, it's a welcoming place.
0: And do items in this room shift from time to time? Yes, we do. Yeah. We,
1: um, certain, we, we do certain projects. At the moment, we're doing one. We acquired a new, <coughs> sorry, an old, quarter cup medal mm-hmm. on via eBay. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. it yes, just yes. popped up, and we worked out it, it was from the Lawrence family. Mm-hmm. And the Lawrence at the turn of the century, they were a father and son, both cap post past captains. The son won this quarter cup medal, so we're now doing a wee history of of the, of their their time. Mm. at the club, and we, we, we somebody is currently doing a research project on ladies golf at Nairn, mm. which is an a interesting category in its own, I can yes. assure you. Yeah. I mean, ladies are equal members here and always have been, and we have a thriving ladies membership now, mm. and we have a lady vice-captain. It Excellent. looks like we will have our first ever ladies captain in a year's time, all being well. Um, and... The club is looking forward to that situation. That's
0: great. Yeah. That would make a great feature for yeah. golf magazines and many other publications. Yeah. Good, um, good for you.
1: Having We're one of the nine clubs in the UK that have hosted the Amateur, the Walker Cup, and the Curtis Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, we probably accept their accept limitations. We're not chasing after professional events, which we, we appreciate the infrastructure's probably not here, but we, we will always be thought of in, in, uh, in a way that the RNA are keep knocking on our door. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah, we're very
0: happy. Do you refer to this area of the coast as Inverness, Or how, how is this area referred to? Uh,
1: this is more Moray. Oh, it's the yeah. Moray Firth. Uh, although, yeah. yeah, we're not in the Moray region, but yeah, mm-hmm. this is the Moray Firth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we have a, a <clears throat> we're part of the Highland Golf Links group. Which takes in Dornach and Castle Stewart, mm-hmm. and we do well out of it. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt about it. Dornach has its its pool, um, but we, we we look after ourselves well. We've got a, a, a <clears throat> another club in near near Dunbar, which is a great championship links in its own right. Right. Uh, we all we always ad- adopt it with ourselves for any R N A tournament, and um, yeah, it's certainly worth. I've been mentioning to John Henry, and I think on his next visit, he will be told he's got to go to Bar, whether he wants to or yeah, not. Good. Yeah.
0: Is there a railway station here?
1: <laughs> yes, there is. And <clears throat> a lot of a lot of the courses along the coast between Inverness and Aberdeen were brought up via the yes. railways. Yeah. You know, uh, and similarly, not just in, in the sport of golf, but also cricket. Mm-hmm. You'll find yes. that most of the railway towns are, have a cricket club as well. But uh, yeah, um, no. I was just speaking with some Swiss players who are looking for some courses to play in the next few days Mm. and they're not going to be short of choice.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I was struck by the visual beauty of this course, the heather and the fescue and the sweeping long-distance views that you get here, something that really resonates with me, Uh, as opposed to what we saw at Dornick, which is not as uh, long-distance and... um, what excites you about being a member here?
1: Well, I was brought up further north, strangely, and Dornock was mm-hmm. one of the courses uh, I'd been a member as a junior. And to be honest, I always thought it was the place I always wanted to play. But uh, I think Nairn is a course that changes with the wind, and but it's a course you can play every day. Yeah. you know, It's something that I have no qualms about. Castle Stewart I love, but I'm quite happy to play three or four times a year. Yes. Whereas... Nairn uh, it's just there in front of you yeah. I think you know the visually it's, it's, it's not a difficult hike uh, it's uh, and everything you can see is there the bunkers we re- recently did our redid our um, fairway bunkers uh, with Mackenzie Ebert mm-hmm. and three new greens and I think it's visually now you see the course in front of you a lot better pitching out of pot bunkers in the middle of fairway is, is too penal as
0: far as I'm yeah. concerned yeah we saw some cross bunkers out there. Yep. That that hill, that that hole that plays entirely uphill was very daunting with hickories. Yep, that's thirteen. Yes.
1: Yeah, um, it is. This gentleman, <laughs> Mr. Williams, played it very well. I couldn't yeah. pick a fault on him on that hole. Um, that is one of our new holes. Ah. Uh. But it's, it's 103 years old. It's exciting. Oh, it's, it's, a, 103. it's 103 years yeah, old. Okay. <laughs> but it's one of our new holes. Uh, yeah, it's 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 not a straight links hole by any means. But it is um, it's something that is a challenge every time.
0: Yeah, I mean, we John Henry and I played Prestwick last week, and there are equal challenges out there that are very, very hard for hickories, which is part of the fun.
1: As a member of Prestwick, I Ooh. totally agree. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love. My, I, yeah, I enjoy escaping. The only time I escape near is to go to Prestwick. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, and how about the hole after that? Fourteen. What a, what an incredible uh, hole it is. Is yeah. it possible at certain times, probably in the summer, to run a ball up to that green? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, it has been extended. It was one of the the top left hand corner um, has come into play in the only in the last four years. We were running out of pin positions, mm-hmm. and it is you know it's it's a it's a new daunting task from the back tee. Yeah, uh, and you can four putt quite easily from the front edge. But yes, yeah, most of the holes we part of the Mackenzie Ebert uh, remit was that we could approach the holes, jump, you know, pitch and running or whatever. Yes, um, yeah. the one I would question sixteen is, is a difficult one. You've really got to fly that. But every uh, even some of the par threes have been made deliberately changed to allow. A run in rather than a full high fly shot. Was
0: sixteen with the burn. Yes, the yeah, burn yeah. used
1: to be there, and burn and bunkers. Yeah, seventeen obviously is the big, big creek. Um, mm-hmm. I, I warned one of our partners today several times, and he didn't listen to me. <laughs> I did too.
0: I warned all three of my partners today, yeah. and two of them yeah. hit into it. Yeah, I yeah.
2: know. Uh, do you well. tell tell them about the uh, hole from the bothy? Mm. Where you play all the way yeah. into the clubhouse without and, and the record,
1: yeah. We have a, a Christmas um, lunch, mm-hmm. it's always the Saturday before Christmas, and 24 of us play foursomes mm-hmm. out um, for a, a quake. Um, yeah, yeah, that, you've uh, got some very some, large quakes, oh, yes, yeah. And um, but we play for the, the bothy quake quake on a at Christmas, and then we have a, a very Liquid lunch mm-hmm. in the bothy and turn for home, but we play one hole, right? One to uh, ten to eighteen. Yes. No putting out until eighteen, mm-hmm. and the record score from a couple of years ago was
0: fourteen. And you could play any direction you care yeah, to. Yeah.
1: Well, we we try and avoid right. the the foreshore because there are there are people still playing the outward nine. Yes. Yes. Um, and you have to touch down on thirteen at some point. Uh huh. And then you have the, then you've got a forest to negotiate. Yes, yes. But wow. um, it is an interesting day. We've we've lost players, never mind balls. Yeah,
2: but fourteen shots from yeah. there back to the clubhouse. That's Incredible.
0: incredible. It is. As, what's the next closest? Do you know? Uh, no,
1: uh, there's generally 16 is a winning score. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay.
0: Wow, yeah. that's impressive.
1: But again, you, you are cutting across. You know, you're missing out several holes because you're going at certain And
0: angles. what is the winter like here? Is the course?
1: Yeah, for the course a... is playable. Yeah, very playable. Yeah. We do. The snow doesn't lie for long. Yeah. We have a micro, a small microclimate here, and being on the coast, the snow disappears. We're only 30 miles from the Cairngorms, mm-hmm. which is skiing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, at certain times. So, yeah, we were very lucky. Uh, we, I, I played 52 Wednesdays four years ago. Mm, uh, wow. Yeah, never missed a Wednesday,
0: and it was playable all the time. So, Hugh, can you remind us again when did you become archivist? I became archivist in February this year. Okay. And can you remember that night when you went to
1: sleep? What were you thinking? <laughs> I had no idea what I was taking on. Um, I didn't know, I had no real understanding why they were appointing myself. But as I say, my interest is just, you know, just tobogganed. Totally enjoy yeah. myself. Uh, and, yeah, I still wake up every morning thinking, what have I taken on here? Mm-hmm. It's, but I, the club are, uh, have been so helpful, staff and members. Uh, and I must thank the the you know the, the three, Alistair Allen, Alistair McIntosh and Doug Fowley, who set this up. It was just incredible um, what they did and how they have collated it all. At the moment, one of my tasks is to try and computerise it. Yes. Yeah, because it is all handwritten and yeah. hand-indexed. Hand yeah. in- um, so there is discussion with RNA and and local museums yeah. as to how best we do that. Also, how we deal with excess storage. Yes, sure. Because really. obviously the golf club has more things to deal with than just a, a museum. Yeah. Um, so we are taking up excess space so um, but and clubs as I say I'm learning um, we're probably going to have to look at some of our specimens and whether they're being treated yeah. sufficiently to be rest, you know um, for posterity John What's Henry
0: on? and I love clubs but truthfully the probably the most important stuff is on paper yes yeah. Yeah. The, the clubs are replaceable probably you know uh, but your paper archives especially if you have original documents yeah. you know that's the treasure
1: well, i had a, a month ago uh, a welsh gentleman approached me in the in the in the barn mm-hmm. and said that he had last played here 33 years ago in a, a, a youth international and he was disappointed there was not a board <laughs> compliment you know, mentioning his name etc but i was able to find a folder with the, the, the tournament. And in the same tournament, there was Westwood and Darren Clark and Podrick Harrington mm-hmm. all play, You know, I don't think he even remembered that he had played against such right, greats. Right. You know. So yeah, there, there there are records galore here uh, and something that we do really appreciate.
0: You know. Is there a particular individual in the history of Nairn that you resonate with the most? Um, there
1: are there's probably two. There, there, there's two families that have um, Ron, the, the Gordons, there's Ronald Senior and Ronald Junior, and the Camerons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are, and we have a corner in, in the archives here for both of them, and the 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 Gordon dynasty continues. The, the Cameron didn't have any offspring, so mm. the club benefited from from them.
0: And can you tell us a little bit about? Yeah, that well, was-
1: they were both just post war, mm-hmm. but big rivals, but also mm. very great friends. Yeah, um, probably didn't have fulfill their full potential through work requirements. You know, the golf at that time was an e- an extra. Yeah, but no, they they brought the club on, but then there are other gentlemen. You know. The Asher family as well, uh, the MacIntoshes, but more, you know, and again, the Whitelaws. Yeah, the Willie Whitelaw had a huge impact here. But we, it also goes back to our professionals. Gregor McIntosh, post-war, for 20 years, brought the club into into a different light. He invited a lot of Ryder Cup players like Di Rees and these boys mm-hmm. who came oh, up. Oh, yeah to Eric Brown to do golf weeks yes. yeah. yeah, and uh, again a lot of the local hotels uh, were very supportive and um, yeah golf became a part of the tourism up here and uh, has gone from strength to strength.
0: Now you have an original red jacket up here in the corner is that? That's um- White Loss, that's yeah. That's Viking, and walls. that would have been worn in the links in the late nineteenth century.
1: Well, <laughs> that's excuse me. That his
0: is his uh, Sir Andrew's captain's mm.
1: jacket. He wouldn't he wouldn't necessarily have worn that at Nairn. I but see. we got donated that when he died. He died two months before the Walker Cup at Nairn, mm. which he would not have been happy about. <laughs> uh, the other blazer is a Walker Cup blazer um, from Morty Dykes, uh, whose grandson's a member at the moment, and Morty Dykes played Charlie Yates in -hmm. the Walker Cup Mm -hmm. so there's a double connection there and below we have modern bag from Sandy Scott who's our club superstar, Mm -hmm. him and his brother are Texas Tech scholars um, and both, well Sandy has been selected twice in the Walker Cup and our fingers crossed our Callum will be the next Mm. Walker Cup player next year all going well
2: and doesn't their sister work downstairs? Sister works workshop? in the yeah. pro shop, yeah. yeah very That's
1: cool. nice. Yeah, the Scott family are probably the modern day yeah. equivalents. Yeah. yeah, very cool. But no, I mean, they both play off plus five, plus six. <laughs> wow. You know, a different, different, different stratosphere.
0: Yeah. I'm Just to go back to this red yeah. jacket, I think the buttons alone are probably worth quite um, a bit.
1: Uh, unbelievable.
0: Those, yeah. are, those are very collectible, I know. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. That's something that should probably be behind class rather than we're we're very we're very open and receivable here to visitors you know touching as much as they can um you know just to be able to say that you've been able to feel and uh, you know it's something we do not want to restrict if we can avoid it
0: well i have to say this room is larger than i thought it was based on what i've seen on youtube yeah Uh, it's actually much larger space and very very comfortable and the route up here is uh uh secluded enough that i'm sure everything is secure here yes yeah yeah, yeah.
2: can can i just mention that the uh, connection i have with Naron was that the golf pro who is at sandpoint country club now mm-hmm. in seattle actually grew up here at naren and worked in the pro shop downstairs craig hunter and craig and i are very good friends and i've He's been the golf pro when I was working on the Green Screw and when I worked in the pro shop. And so uh, he he's was special for me to come back and play because now i played a course that Craig grew up on. Mm. so it's, it's very cool.
0: And uh, can you just tell us uh, early golf balls? Do you have balls dating back to the beginning of the course? Do you know?
2: Yes.
1: There's, yeah, there's some some lovely gutters and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, birches. I mean, there's everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And do you have any particular favourite items that the club now has? And secondly, is there anything you would love to find that you don't have?
1: That's a good, good question. There are certain golf balls. There's some golf balls that go with this, the Sunday sticks, the Sabbath yes. Sunday sticks, yes. the walking sticks, yep. that are so small, I mean, there they could never have been a competitive ball. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yes. One there we've deliberately left, which has now exploded, basically and it shows what it's made of, mm-hmm. and it was literally just feathers thrown together mm. with some glue. Yeah, what we would like to, to collect, that's a good question, I would think we would probably look for more ladies' connections, mm-hmm. okay? We probably do not have, and I'll be honest, we require to look into the, the history of way back in the ladies' golf, yeah.
0: That's a, I think that's so compelling, because you could really set yourself apart even further, if you examined and explored that history deeply. Yeah,
1: well, that is that is being researched at the moment. That's right? very exciting.
0: Yeah. Uh, anything else? Is there anything else, uh, items up here you'd like to just talk about? or?
1: Yeah, we're missing one thing at the moment. There's generally something lovely in that is, is the Dornoch Targe, mm-hmm. which is a big oh, shield. Yes, yes. Uh, we play our first first tournament of the year is against Dorner, Mm-hmm. but it's currently on its holidays at Dornach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, soon to be back. Soon to be back. It is a, a magnificent asset. Some of the, the trophies, um, there's a medal back here mm-hmm. that I was told to acquire uh, one of my first ever tasks. Mm-hmm. And it's the Cotter Cup 1904 medal. Um, and it appeared on eBay. And I was told... Under every circumstance, the club must have that. Yes, I inquired if there was a budget, and I was told to get it. Yes, <laughs> and I spent a week. That must have been stressful. It was. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, know eBay well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was even more stressful when I found out I had been bidding against a club member, mm. oh, yeah. <laughs> unknown to him and to me. Yes. Uh, but no, it was it was great to get it back. 1904 uh, Cotter cup. Um, And it was won by a previous captain. How it had worked on its way to eBay, I've tried to find out without success. Well, you
0: mentioned Marion. I was having lunch at Marion one day with Lionel Freeman, who started this tournament, the World Hickory Open, and some other players. And uh, we were with John Capers. And a woman came up to him at our lunch table with a medal from her great-grandmother, from Marion. And John was moved to tears because these things happen. Uh, items come out of the woodwork, and we'll find them where to you, yeah. and you'll probably be in tears. Yeah, well, as I said, the more I
1: learn and understand about the club history, and as there are things that we will be searching for in mm-hmm. due course, I'm sure. You know, I mean, from Viscount Finlay to the present day, it's, um, it's, it's a great honour to be an archive of a club of this statue
0: yes so you're also suggesting that uh as people pass they're leaving their small collections to you yes. some of which is not directly connected in there no but that's very flattering
1: yes and we much appreciate it and uh it's something we are looking at to see what we do with excess stock yes and it is, it is simply strangely been offered back to the membership yes so even things that don't necessarily relate to one family can picked up by the others
0: are there any old films of the course that you There notice? are
1: some yeah uh, we are presently considering whether it's worth putting a video track mm-hmm. you know, ongoing so but a lot of stuff we're is way back in cine film and yes you know, yeah and it's going to take a lot of work but yes. it's something even behind me here we have got yeah boxes of it
0: and Hugh do you have the original blueprints for the course yes you do yeah that's yep, exciting. It is, um, and probably survey photographs. and yep. um, All of that. Oh, incredible yeah. selection yeah. of that. Um, and can you just talk for a minute about the membership today? Yeah. What it's like to be a member here?
1: Well, I joined here for golf, but I've discovered it's probably the most social place that I can find. Mm-hmm. We have twelve hundred members, six hundred. Wow. Yeah. Six hundred, town local members. Yes and then others overseas and out of town country members. That's a yeah. huge number. Isn't this is it? a huge number. Yeah. Wow. Um we we still rely on visitor green fees hugely. Uh-huh. Yeah, and through covid that was a big hit. Yes. But thank thankfully they have returned in, in big numbers. Yeah, we and you're probably
0: backlog like all the courses, yeah. right? We
1: have we a, a record. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Um and um but the members and the visitors work well. Yes, Um, we have a big enough clubhouse to deal with whatever comes at us Uh, we can host a formal dinner for 100 plus Mm -hmm. to a small uh, occasion um, whatever it might be we have a a very competitive uh, fixture list ladies probably more so believe it or not than than gents but um, we have a thriving junior section I was saying to John Henry I think we've got probably the best Junior academy in the country, dedicated teaching professionals, and with great patience. And but youngsters seem to want to spend their spare time at the golf course, yeah. which is great.
0: Do you know who has a practice area as nice as this one? This is pretty special. It is special.
1: Yes, and and open. to to, you know uh, visitors and guests just Mm -hmm. as much as members
0: it's extremely nice yes
1: Um, we have a lot of professionals in our staff and all who show a lot of attention and interest in the juniors and juniors who have even in my time in 20 years watching the juniors move up through the, the ranks our scratch team now probably average age is 18, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. playing plus three, you right. know, all of them.
0: incredible. Yeah, uh,
1: and we're very proud of them, and they've, we've now got probably more Scottish internationalists than any other club. Mm-hmm.
0: That's so exciting.
2: I was introduced to your captain when we were sitting out in the other yeah. room. Uh, he's been a member here. Their, their family is a fourth-generation baker mm. in town. He's been a member here since he was eight. Yeah, he's... Yeah. The, yeah, that's forty-seven just, years. Forty-seven yeah. years, wow. it, yeah. it,
1: it's Just it's so cool. To, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we we do find the family connections <coughs> seem to go on and on, and not. I mean, they will move away, but a lot come back. Yeah. You know, it's it's a welcoming place. We we, we go out of our way to encourage people to be members. You know, um, mm-hmm. as quickly as possible. You know, um, there's the waiting list. Is a very nominal aspect. Yes. We encourage people to join, and it's 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 probably the best all you, you can think. Mm. Yeah.
0: Now you said you played fifty-two Wednesdays. What's the best time of year for, in your opinion, to be here?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the summers can be can be good, but they can be extremely tough, and and um, we we have wind all the time. Yeah. I, I always think that that April and September mm. are the best two months. Our course comes comes good, generally, the turn of May, but we can have our 5D open week in July, and it's a washout. You know, yes, it's just, yes, you know, the yeah. weather is unpredictable, but, uh, yeah, I think May and, you know, er, late April, early May is, is spectacular. Yeah, that's a beautiful time of year.
2: I, I'd just like to thank, Hugh and Alistair for being so kind to me through, throughout the whole conversation and, and here at the tournament and allowing me to put a speck of sand in the ocean with donating the two clubs. And, but he's been so kind and, and helpful over the past couple of days. It's been truly an honor. To, well well
1: Nairn has um, very much appreciate the World Hickory Group coming here and to hold a, a tournament of this stature is, is incredible. Um, the standard of golf, I with hickories. I I play hickories twice a year, and I've been most impressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
2: you know. you're going to play Preswick.
1: I'm playing Preswick on on Sunday. Oh <coughs> okay, uh, good, the twelve hole. twelve yeah. hole. Yeah, with uh, hickory. With hickories, yeah. if if they stand up, um, John's going to have a look at them tomorrow because I haven't swung them this year, so it's going to be interesting. But uh, no, it's it's something we do occasionally in there. It's not a. It's not a prominent hickory club by any means. Sure. Um, but there are some suggestions that we should be doing more. And, uh, and, a, and a tournament like this has made it quite clear that we should be. Mm-hmm. And the benefits are, you know, definitely there.
0: Before we leave, I want to talk, I want to go back and talk about the Quakes. Yeah. Uh, you have several very large ones downstairs. What kind of a tradition is involved when somebody wins one of those?
1: Yeah, they're full and emptied and filled, filled up again. Wow. Yeah, so,
0: yeah. Any any liquid of any, yeah, our,
1: choice a choice. Obviously, whiskey is more common than not. But we are mm-hmm. our, our special drink is cumel. Oh yes, yeah. sure. Um, we have a, a foursome society called the Chameleons. Uh
0: uh-huh. um, This so is caraway seed. Caraway seed yeah.
1: liqueur. Yeah. Um, it's it's become a a bit of a addictive <laughs> to some. Uh, it's very powerful Yeah, it's very powerful yeah. um, But strangely, there are, there are like a lot of things in Scotland There's an East and West Coast Two types of um, Austrian Kummel mm-hmm. One, and the, the, the East Coast one has, has, has lost its distribution rights So we're having to start drinking oh, the Presswick option Which I see. Is, we're getting used to Yes <laughs> uh, But no, Kummel is an is, is acquired a, a taste but I'm just about to take John Henry through to sample his first ever Kumo. So, I would love to join you. Well, I've never we'll, had it We we'll look forward to that in a minute, I
0: hope. And uh, is there any record of those early quakes and uh, how early do they date back to it? Well, I played
1: in our final tournament of the year is the first, the last, the first Saturday in October mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is the Douglas Quake mm-hmm. and it's a great team competition. Um, and it's become a, a, a standard um, end of season event, uh, and the quake there is a, is a larger one, yeah. so it's passed round, and whereas the smaller ones are meant for one person yes, to, sure, to to look after, sure. but the the Douglas quake is a is a larger size, donated by the McDonald family,
0: and are the winners inscribed? Yes, they are. That's uh, something.
1: Uh, yeah, I've got close to a couple of times. I'm not quite there yet, but. Uh, there's always next to you yeah <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> well congratulations it's so exciting for you and you're a young man you've got a long history and legacy in front of you it's exciting to think what you can do to further this archive
1: i look forward to the challenge uh i've got a few new good ideas myself um but also the the, the club board are really receptive to some mm. interesting ideas so Watch this space is yeah. what I had to see. And
0: you may have initiatives that you might do special fundraising for, I would imagine. Yes, we are,
1: yeah. Um, we will, we'll, we'll, we've been talking with r and Museum, um, also at uh, Royal Liverpool, which Hoyle is fantastic. Yes. Um, we, we've been speaking well with them. And the local near Museum, mm-hmm. we're trying to build up a, a connection with mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. so we can refer from just local visitors that are not necessarily involved with golf should come along and mm-hmm. see what history we've got here.
0: I wonder also if the international members would band together to support a special project. I'm sure they would. Uh, that would be a compelling ask. Yeah.
1: yeah, a lot of them were just over last month. We have a big member guest event which is geared towards overseas. And um, yeah, they're they're very open to yeah. listen. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, just lastly, do you have a caddy program here? We
1: don't. We, we have probably about 20 caddies but we don't have a reciprocal across the, the pond yes. as I know like Preswick and other courses do mm-hmm. Most of our caddies are members helping out yes be your pocket money yeah yeah, yeah okay. um, but I, I had to pull on the caddy blazer today to look after John Henry I've done it I do it when required yeah. um, and the, the starter caddy master, They're quite persuasive. Um so you find strange people carrying at certain times. Mm -hmm. And um, it's something we probably should be doing more with the youngsters as well to encourage them to to meet other new 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 people and also new agendas. So if if John Capers is listening to this, maybe Marion will
0: get a request in due course. (laughs) Very good. Well, thank you, Hugh. It's such a pleasure to meet you. Robert, it's been a pleasure, too. I look forward to following your success. So, oh, look forward to seeing your game tomorrow. Thank you.